On today's episode, I tell you the biggest issues heading into the 2022 football season for your Texas Longhorns. We look a year ahead. I'll tell you which Longhorns are most likely to be selected in the 2023 NFL Draft. And we recap Baylor, Texas from Monday night. Longhorn Nation, welcome back. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Longhorns is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Longhorn Nation, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you're not listening hard enough. Y'all know how we do it on this here podcast. Let's get right into it. So the biggest issues heading into the 2022 football season, it starts with me on the offensive line, one of the weakest, if not the weakest unit on this Texas football team last year. If they want to improve on a season where they went five and seven, if they want to improve on a season where they lost six straight games for the first time since the 1950s, they're going to have to be better up front. This is an offensive line that allowed 2.2 sacks per game on the quarterback, which was 62nd in the country. We saw a lot of times last year, whether it was Casey Thompson or Hudson Card under center, um, defenders just getting into the backfield, uh, putting pressure on the quarterback and ultimately eliminating plays that they were trying to run. We saw the running backs would have to break tackles just to get out of the backfield and get back to the line of scrimmage. This is a team that averaged, um, they were 27th in the country in rushing yards per game. And when you have running backs um, like Keelan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, and Bijan Robinson, that's not hard to do. But I know Sark uh, wants that offense, that rushing game, to probably be in the top 15, top 10. They certainly have the running backs to be able to do that. So this offensive line has to be a lot better. We know that Jake Majors is going to start at center, but all four spots outside of that are question marks on the offensive line. Now, Kyle Flood, offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, did a great job bringing in possibly the best offensive line class that the Texas Longhorns football team has ever seen. Headlined by five-star offensive lineman Kelvin Banks and Devin Campbell. He also brought in four-star offensive lineman, four four-star um, offensive lineman. And so it remains to be seen who's going to start on that offensive line next to Jake Majors. I'm hoping that Devin Campbell and Kelvin Banks will be ready and come right in and can be starters. You're also looking at a player in Cole Hudson, who was a four-star offensive lineman, our early enrollee. So he has an advantage, possibly could come in and start as a freshman. You look at players like Hayden Connor and, and Christian Jones, who started last year, um, you know, could be a lot better. And if they do start again this year, they're going to have to come in and, uh, you know, be better than they were last year and be an asset to this offensive line. So that's the number one unit that I think is the biggest issue heading into this season that they're going to have to improve on. Staying in the trenches, the defensive line. This is a defensive line that only had 20 sacks last year. The leader 
on the Texas football defense only had two and a half sacks. They're going to have to be much improved if this defense wants to be better. A defense that gave up 31.1 points per game last season. And I think it starts up front with Alfred Collins and Keandre Coburn. Uh, Keandre Coburn, first, first of all, I saw you uh, with the sponsorship to, to Hooters. You know, get it, big boy. You know, let me get some wings off you. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to have to really anchor um, that defensive line, be a lot better. This is a team that could not get any pressure on the quarterback last year. And then we saw, you know, just gateway I-35 type holes uh, coming down the defense. So they're going to have to stop the run, uh, occupy occupy blocks, let the, the linebackers get in there and make plays, stop the run, and, and get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, we saw that they were interested in two transfers in uh, the, the transfer portal. Kari Coleman, he ended up making his decision out of TCU going to Ole Miss, so they lost out on him. They still are in the top five. Your Texas Longhorns are in the top five for O'Shawn Mathis, a veteran uh, defensive edge, defensive end on the edge position that could come in right away um, and, and improve your rushing defense, improve your sack totals, and and I think he would he would come in and be an asset and take some of the pressure off of those four-star off, uh, defensive linemen uh, that they brought in and Jare Bledsoe, Justice Finkley, and Jamon Tapp. And so I think they'll come in uh, and make plays and be a lot better. But getting Oshawn Mathis and adding him to this defensive line will be huge. So once again, a, a defensive line that failed to get pressure on the quarterback last year, uh, gave up over 200 rushing yards a game, which was 111th in the country. They will have to be much improved if your Texas Longhorns football team will be much improved. The second biggest issue heading into the 2022 football season. The third one is your wide receivers. Now, we've already seen that they brought in Isaiah Nair. We're hoping that Jordan Whittington can stay healthy. But last year, outside of Xavier Worthy, this was just a wide receiver core that had a lot of drops, a lot of injuries. Xavier Worthy had 62 catches. No other player on the Texas Longhorns football team had more than 26 receptions. It was kind of Xavier Worthy or bust. Xavier Worthy had 12 touchdowns last year. The rest of the team combined had 17 touchdowns. So once again, you're bringing in a player like Isaiah Nair, who gives you a legitimate legitimate, uh, kind of 1B, a Robin to, to Xavier Worthy's Batman. You got Jordan Whittington. Uh, we know the type of plays he can make if he's able to stay on the field. And then I'm looking, you know, maybe if Troy O'Meary uh, can come in and, and make plays, that gives you a legitimate four-headed monster. Um, nightmares for defense at the receiving spot. So this was an issue for the Texas Longhorns football team last year that I definitely think will be a strength heading into the 2022 football season. Um, you know, but, you know, right now it's the offseason. It's easy to say that they're going to have to actually – uh, turn what they have on paper right now into production on the field. But look for that receiving core to be much improved next year, where last year was kind of Xavier worthy or bust. I think this year with improved quarterback play, improved offensive line play, and better weapons at receiver, we're not even talking about uh, potential tight ends in Jaleel Billingsley and Jatavian Sanders. So you're going to have a lot more to account for. And I think uh, the receiving core um, receivers, including tight ends, will, that was a weakness last year, will be a strength for your Texas Longhorns football team this season. And then last but not least, one of the biggest uh, issues heading into the season that we saw last year was adjustments, second-half adjustments. At times um, in the second half and sometimes in the first half, we just saw a lot of mental lapses, and at times the team did not look competent at all. They allowed 24 points in the second half, so Arkansas got blown out in that game. They blew a 38-20 lead, halftime lead to your Oklahoma Sooners in the Red River rivalry that made me sick. I know it made y'all sick, including allowing 25 points in the fourth quarter 
just ugh, you know, they outscored, they were outscored 16 to 0 in the fourth quarter by Oklahoma State. They were outscored 14 to 3 by Baylor in the fourth quarter. They were outscored 27 to 0 in the second half by Iowa State. They allowed 57 points to Kansas. I'm about to throw up just reading all of this. You know what I mean? But this is a team that went five and seven last year, could have easily been eight and four or nine and three. And so they're really going to have to uh, be a better team coming out of the, the locker room and have um, figure out some some second half adjustments, you know, figure out how to you know start strong and, and finish strong. Once again, this is a team as as bad as they were on certain units could, could have very well been eight and four and nine and three if they didn't collapse at the end of the games the way that they did last year. So that's going to have to be a strength for this team this year. I think it will be just with the improved talent, uh, but also it starts with coaching. You know, when, when you look at blowing leads like that, giving up over 20 points in the fourth quarter, not being able to score in the second half, that's a coaching issue as well. So if the Texas Longhorns football team can clean that up, they will be a lot more improved in the 2022 football season. So just to recap, the four biggest issues going into this season, the offensive line, the defensive line, receivers outside of Xavier Worthy, and coaching adjustments made at halftime coming out in the second half with that fire, that intensity, and being ready to play. Coming up next, I'll tell you your Texas Longhorns who are most likely to be drafted in the 2023 NFL Draft. Yes, we're looking a year ahead. These players, this could be the last time you see them in the burnt orange and white. Hungry? Try Built Bar, especially the Pups. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Pups are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pop. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Longhorn Nation, thank you again for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown, March 14th, right here on the Locked On Longhorns podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. All right, Longhorn Nation, so it's NFL draft time. We've seen two Longhorns are heading to the NFL Combine, which is this week. Josh Thompson, a cornerback, and Dicker, the kicker. I like to call him on this podcast, Dicker, the special teamer. So we only had two invited to the Combine this year. But with the increased talent of the Texas Longhorns football team having a better season, I think you'll see a lot more players 
being at the combine next year and potentially being selected in the 2023 NFL draft. So we look ahead and that starts with the first prospect who you may see for the last time this year in the burnt orange and white. That's Keandre Coburn, defensive lineman. He is huge, 6'2", 350 pounds. He definitely has the size and the strength to, to be an NFL player. Now, he had his worst statistical season last year, only having 15 tackles, two tackles for loss, and one sack in his three years at the Texas Longhorns football program. At the 40 Acres, he has been in a different defensive scheme each year. This will be the first time that he will be in the same defensive scheme two years in a row. So if he can have some improved production, if this defense improves, then you could see Keandre, Keandre Coburn, excuse me, being a mid to late round pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Once again, shout out to the Hooters NIL deal. If you're seeing this, make sure I get some wings, my boy. You know, I need some of those. Roshan Johnson, another player who we may be seeing in the last time at the 40 acres. Now he does have another year of the COVID, the extra COVID eligibility year if he would decide to come back. So we've seen the versatility uh, for Roshan Johnson. This is a player that came in as a highly touted quarterback, we had a big need for running back. And so he decided uh, to make that switch. And so he showed you some of the versatility uh, that he has. And he should see an increase in touches this year behind B. Sean Robinson. We saw what he was able to do as the Wildcat, you know, kind of quarterback slash running back in that game against Kansas State, where he had 179 yards and a touchdown where B. John Robinson did not play. Um, and he'll likely be, you know, a late round pick, but he definitely could come back next year. Uh, when B. John Robinson enters the draft most likely and, and try to compete for that starting running back spot and increase his draft stock even more. But this is a very explosive playmaker. And I think if Sark is able to get the ball in his hands frequently this year, uh, he will be a player that is selected in the NFL draft next year and could come right into any NFL team's uh, running back stable and, and instantly give them an extra punch um, and explosiveness and, and production uh, from that running back spot. Deshaun Jamison likely going to be one of your starting corners on the outside this year. If he wants to get drafted next year, he's going to have to be much improved in coverage this year. Didn't have a great year. You know, you could attribute that to playing in a new defensive scheme. It's going to be a lot more talent around him. You also could attribute that uh, to the defensive line not being able to get much pressure on the quarterback. And so I think he'll be better in coverage this year. Once again, he's going to have to be a lot better if he wants to be selected in the NFL draft. But with his playmaking ability in the punt return and kick return game, he has a great chance, if he does have a solid year at corner, to make it on somebody's NFL roster next year. It could be an asset, um, definitely on special teams. But if he improves his coverage ability, uh, could come in and, and get some defensive snaps as well. On the receiver side, you got Jordan Whittington on offense. Now, he does have an extra year of eligibility as well, but he's already announced that this will be his last year with the University of Texas with the 40 acres and we've seen the playmaking he's made all types of great catches and great plays uh for the texas longhorns he's a great uh third down receiver somebody you have to really key in on to stop the texas longhorns from moving the change the only issue with jordan whittington has been his inability to stay on the field he has missed time in all three years with the texas longhorns football program but like i said he, he's just a playmaker and I think if he could have a fully healthy season with a quarterback like Quinn Ewers under center or Malik Murphy under center or even, you know, Hudson Carr, whoever Sark uh, determines the starter, if Jordan Whittington could come in and have a fully healthy year, I think you could see him as a fourth or fifth round pick next year in the 2023 NFL draft. 
and could possibly be a steal uh, forever. He wherever NFL team lands the services of Jordan Whittington. So look uh, for him definitely to this be his last year with the Texas Longhorns and possibly a sneaky, you know, fourth or fifth round pick. Um, that once again could be a steal uh, for whoever, whichever NFL team was able to grab him. A player that no doubt will be drafted next year, DeMarvian Overshawn, Agent Zero. He is a lock to get drafted. Probably would have got drafted last year, but the Texas Longhorns defense didn't have a lot of success. He probably needs to beef up and get stronger and stopping the run. So I'm glad he came back for another year to increase his draft stock. And he's kind of the most, uh, his draft stock is probably the most fluid of any player um, that we're looking at on the Texas Longhorns football team right now. I think a great season. If he comes out, the Texas Longhorns football team competes for a Big 12 title. That defense is much improved. He shows that he, uh, you know, is more proficient at stopping the run. He shows that he's a leader on this defense. He could be a first round pick. But I think anywhere he slides in between that first and, and fourth round pick and comes in and can help uh, NFL defense right away. So uh, DeMarvion Overshawn will be drafted next year. It's just a matter of how he plays this season and, and where he projects. But he definitely will be playing on Sundays in his future. Another receiver that's likely to be drafted next year, depending on what they do this year with the Texas Longhorns football team, is Isaiah Nair, the transfer coming over from Wyoming. He had 878 yards last year, 44 catches, averaged over 20 yards of reception and uh, 12 touchdowns at Wyoming. They only threw the ball 35% of the time. He's going to get a lot more touches this year, a lot more targets. Now he's clearly the second receiver behind Xavier Worthy. But if he has a great season, I think you can see him as kind of a second uh, to fourth round pick. Um, he has great size at 6'2", 210, uh, great speed for his size. And he just has a knack to come down with those 50-50 balls. He's a really good jump ball receiver. So look for um, an NFL team that's looking for a bigger receiver that has some playmaking ability to go out and get Isaiah Nair. I think whoever is that quarterback, he is going to be a huge uh, a playmaker for them. And I think an a, a NFL team, whichever NFL team that gets Isaiah Nair is going to get a player that once again can come right in and you can just kind of throw that back shoulder fade or just throw the ball up and expect him to come down with it. You know, they say some players, it's not necessarily 50-50 when you throw it up to them. And I think that's what Isaiah Nair represents. It's probably more 75-25 in favor of Isaiah Nair when the ball is in the air. And then, of course, the best player on this football team, a no doubt NFL draft prospect next year. He should be a first-rounder. You know, they're kind of hating on the running backs now, talking about they're not as valuable as they used to be, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, B. John Robinson, surefire first round pick, explosive, elusive, can take any carry to the house. Um, just a home run hitter, but he's also got that toughness. He's a physical running back that can break any tackle, and he's got soft hands. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. We even saw him sometimes lining up in the slot last year. Uh, the fourth best odds is this year to win the Heisman. B. John Robinson, just a hell of a playmaker. 1,422 total yards last year in 15 touchdowns in 10 games. He will be drafted in, if not the first round, definitely in the second round next year. And look for him to be one of the Heisman favorites this year for the Texas Longhorns at the 40 Acres. And the success of this football team will be based around what B. John Robinson is able to do. It starts and ends with him. So those are some Texas Longhorns football players who are likely to be selected in the NFL draft in 2023, especially if they have great seasons 
next year. Coming up next, we'll recap Baylor and Texas from Monday night in the last ever game at the Irwin Center. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Great parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com march madness is only a few weeks away that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, RunYourPool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, RunYourPool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even game customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe run your pool because like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. All right, Longhorn Nation, a quick recap of the last ever game in the Irwin Center Baylor came in to face off against your Texas Longhorns. Unfortunately, the Longhorns did not get the dub, losing 68-61 to a really good Baylor team. This is a Baylor team that was missing their leading scorer in LJ Cryer, missing Everyday John and Jonathan Tanya Tanchua, JTT, and still uh, was able to get the victory. Um, this is just a really resilient basketball team that even with all the injuries they've had, still looks like a national uh, championship uh, Final Four contender this year. So once again, they beat the Texas Longhorns 68 to 61, outscoring the Longhorns 41 to 31 by 10 points in the second half. It started with their guard play. Adam Flagler and James Akinjo combined for 38 points, going for 19 apiece. And not only did they dominate on the offensive end, um, just getting into the paint, making plays, um, you know, Adam Flagler making three pointers and, and just kind of putting the daggers in the Texas Longhorns 
But on defense, I thought their athleticism really caused problems uh, for Andrew Jones, who's been cold as of late, really cold after scoring three straight points for the, I mean, three, having three straight 20 point games for the first time in his Texas Longhorns career. Uh, Courtney Ramey has just disappeared offensively um, really for a while now. And, and Marcus Carr, they did a really good job of not allowing him to get into the paint. Um, so offensively and defensively, I thought their guard play kind of dominated the game. And then in addition to that, they took advantage of Texas's lack of size with Kendall Brown and, and Flo Thamba combining for 25 points down low. I've always said Flo Thamba is like the evil villain of Mo Bamba. You need like Mo Bamba, Tho Flamba, you know? That's kind of crazy to me. But anyway, the game was tied 54-54. It was a tough battle really throughout. And then, you know, Baylor outscored them 14-7 to in the last five minutes. Um, Texas really just couldn't get anything going. Uh, but this is a Baylor team that's probably just a little bit better uh, than your Texas Longhorns. So they only shot 17% from three. I thought that was really the biggest key to the game. They could have won, uh, but you have to make shots. And Chris Beard said that after the game. You know, it's a make or miss league, and, and they missed the shots that, that Baylor made. So um, they're going to have to be a lot better from the three-point line if they want to have some success in their last regular season game this Saturday against Kansas in the Big 12 tournament and then ultimately in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but once again, Baylor was just, you know, too big of a match for him um, with their athleticism at the guard positions with Flagler and James Akinjo, and then down low uh, with Flo Thamba. Just a little bit too much for the Texas Longhorns, but I thought they fought hard. And although they didn't get the win, um, you know, the, their effort, you know, showed that they, they sent off uh, the Irwin Center the right way. So looking to get a win and close out the regular season in style in a tough environment at Kansas and, and then moving forward. Um, hope to see a lot of success in the Big 12 Conference Tournament and then ultimately in the NCAA Tournament this season in Chris Beard's first year as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns and better things to come in the future. We saw what he was able to do already coming in and winning 21 games so far in his first year. So the future is bright at the 40 acres for this basketball team. Longhorn Nation, thank you. As always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Peace.